Hello everyone, welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. The title of today's message is Keeping Focus. And our text for today is from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. I'm going to be reading all texts from the NIV, New International Version. Verse 25, words of Jesus. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You have little faith. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. If ever there was a time to have something to worry about, it's now. The COVID-19 pandemic is continuing to infect people in increasing numbers. It's touching us very personally as people near and dear to us have been infected. Some of us have contracted the disease ourselves. The news and social media are flooding us with bad news about runaway infections and with conflicting opinions on what we must do to avoid contracting the disease. And to make things even worse, the lockdown has dealt a massive blow to the economy. Unemployment is worse than ever. So there are many things that we could worry about. Our health, our material needs, even our lives. Yet, in our text, we hear Jesus saying, Do not worry. And friends, I most sincerely believe that Jesus is saying to us, right now, in the midst of multiple crises, do not worry. Now, as you hear this, I'm sure some of our hearts are protesting. But Lord, this is a major crisis. Do you expect me to ignore all this? And that's a good question. The answer is no. Jesus is certainly not ignoring our needs. He actually confirmed them. Look at verse 32. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And Jesus is not ignoring our troubles either. He confirms them too. Verse 34. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
Friends, Jesus is not telling us to ignore our problems. God is certainly not ignoring them. He says, I know your needs. I know your troubles. Even the ones that are still coming. So please may I set us free here. God knows our needs and our troubles. We know our needs and our troubles. Let's not feel that we have to pretend that they're not there. Now Jesus doesn't tell us to ignore our needs and troubles. But he does tell us not to worry about them. And he tells us not to chase after them. In other words, he says, don't ignore them, but don't focus all of your attention and energy on them. Today I pray that God will help us with our focus. You know, the media and so many around us are focused on the crisis. The crisis has been given center stage. The crisis is getting most of the attention. We need to get our focus back onto Jesus. And we need to keep our focus on Jesus. Not that we ignore the crisis, but that we pay more attention to Jesus than we do to the crisis. Now, I'm very aware that this is easier said than done. And thankfully, Jesus teaches us how to stop worrying and chasing around. Let's take a closer look at his words and learn how to stop the worry. Firstly, we need to know that our Heavenly Father is fully aware of all of our needs. We've looked at it, we'll look at it again. Verse 32. Your Heavenly Father knows that you need them. And secondly, we need to know that our Heavenly Father is fully capable of meeting these needs. Jesus directs our attention to the way that our Heavenly Father takes care of His creation. Birds can't sow, reap, or store seed in barns, but God supplies them with all the seed that they need. Plants cannot spin thread and weave fabric, but God clothes them with the most beautiful flowers, with dazzling colors and magnificent details. Then, knowing that he is fully aware and fully capable, we need to do three things. Number one, refuse to worry about these things. By worrying, I meaning when we, we're just thinking, 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 thinking about the thing. Our thinking is not going anywhere. We're stressing, we're, but we're not achieving anything. As Jesus says, and it's recorded in verse 27, Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Nowadays, doctors believe that worrying can actually shorten our life through stress-related illnesses. Worry is pointless. Worry is destructive. Let's refuse to worry about these things. It's not saying that we don't care. We do care. But we refuse to waste our energy on worrying. Number two, we refuse to frantically run around trying to resolve things ourselves. Jesus directs our attention to people who have no faith. Verse 32, the pagans run after these things. Now it makes sense 
that if God does not exist, then everything is up to us. So then we must run around trying to make things happen. But we know that God does exist. And God is now our Father. So Jesus gently but firmly rebukes us. Stop running around as if you don't have a heavenly Father. Number three. Seek the kingdom and righteousness of God instead. Verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The first two points are things that we must stop doing. Stop worrying and stop chasing. Now Jesus gives us something to start doing. Seek his kingdom. That means seek his rule. Seek to see his rule extended. So we make sure that Jesus is Lord over all of our lives. We surrender completely to his authority. We obey his commands. We do things his way. And then he says, seek his righteousness. We do the right thing. Always. Please hear this. Don't compromise because you're in a crisis. It's always the right thing to do the right thing. We do these things because we know that God is our provider and our protector. I think this is a great picture of faith. Faith says something like this. I too have needs and problems. But my heavenly father knows that. We've spoken about these things in prayer. So I refuse to worry about them. I have a heavenly father with an incredible track record of providing for and protecting his creation. How much more will he provide for and protect me, his own beloved child? So I will not act like an unbeliever who doesn't have God to help him. I will not chase around frantically trying to make everything happen and desperately trying to hold everything together. I will do what God has told me to do. I will do what he has enabled me to do. And then leave everything else in his capable hands. Instead of worrying about and chasing after what I am trusting God to provide, I will use my energies to seek his rule and his righteousness. I will do the things that he has given me to do. I will do the right thing and I will do things the right way. That's faith. Let me close with three more practical pointers. What, what can we do? How can we practically apply these words of Jesus to our situation right now? Number one, we don't live in denial. Friends, denial is a dangerous place to live. I have heard of church leaders declaring, we are people of faith, the virus won't stop us. And I've also heard of such churches being the cause of widespread infection. Friends, there's a big difference between faith and foolishness. God gives us wisdom when we ask him. We find this promise in James 1 chapter 5. So let's not be foolish in this situation. Let's ask God for the wisdom that we need to live wisely in these difficult days. 
for the Lighthouse family. This is why we're still not gathering in person. We don't want to be the reason why more people in our community get sick. But, and this is so important, we also don't deny the goodness and the power of God. If we forget the goodness and the power of God, we'll end up living like unbelievers, stressed out, frantically trying to keep everything together. But we know our all-knowing, all-good, all-powerful Heavenly Father is ruling over all of this. That's why we refuse to give in to worry and to frantic living. This takes us back to the matter of our focus. We do need to be informed about what is happening regarding the pandemic. But we also need to be informed about the goodness and the power of God. So let's make sure that we give Jesus more attention than the coronavirus. I challenge all of us, myself included. Let's make sure that we spend more time reading the Bible and praying than we spend watching or reading the news. Tell you, we will all feel the difference. Number two, we engage heaven in prayer and in praise. It, it strikes me that praying and praising God is like anti-worrying. When we feel ourselves getting stressed out over things that we cannot control, we bring it to the one who is always in complete control. And we remember his greatness and we rejoice in him. We anti-worry. Listen to Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When worry, stress and anxiety strike, go to your Heavenly Father in prayer. Pour out your heart to Him. He understands you completely. Remember, He made you. And thank Him for what He has already done and is already doing. This reminds you of His love and His power. And as you do these things, as you pray, as you praise, see how anxiety is replaced with peace. Last one, number three. We seek God's rule and God's righteousness. Friends, circumstances will change, but God does not change. And the mission of God does not change. In the book of Acts, we read about the early days of the church. Things started off really great. But then a massive persecution broke out. And the believers literally ran for their lives. But in the midst of this terrible crisis, we see that Jesus continued to build his church. The disciples were suddenly refugees in strange places, 
but they continued to make disciples wherever they went. God's people did not lose sight of Jesus or of his commission. And in the same way, God is powerfully at work in the midst of this crisis. More hearts are open to God now than ever before. More people are praying and reading the scriptures on their own. We are learning new ways to do the things that God has called us to do. And in many ways, we're becoming more effective. Friends, Jesus has not pressed the pause button while we deal with this pandemic. Jesus is still building his church and the gates of hell will still not prevail against it. In closing, let me share two Lighthouse family stories as examples of what happens when we seek his kingdom under the lockdown. When we first locked down, we resolved that we would not waste the crisis, to quote Winston Churchill. We resolved that we were going to grow in these difficult days. Now, most of our community don't have the kind of internet access to do live streaming or video conferencing, but most of us do have WhatsApp. So we started the virtual prayer meeting using a WhatsApp group. It felt strange at first to type our prayers on our phones, but the results have been amazing. We now have more people joining the meeting than ever before. We now have more people actively praying in the meeting than ever before. And we have literally hundreds of prayers going up to heaven each meeting. We also knew that many of us would have some extra time, so we started the Bible Challenge, reading a chapter a day and sharing what stood out to us over WhatsApp. We started with 21 days in John for the initial lockdown. And we haven't stopped. We're now in Corinthians. We're developing life-giving habits of reading the Bible daily, listening to God, and sharing what we learn with others. We're growing as disciples. We're growing as disciple-makers. Friends, these are truly challenging days. We cannot, and we should not deny this. But God is with us. Our Heavenly Father knows our every need. And He is absolutely capable of meeting every need. So let's resolve not to give in to worry. Let's rather be people of prayer, praise and wise faith. Let's not allow the pandemic to become our focus. But let's keep Jesus as the focus. And let's seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness. Jesus is still building His church. Let's keep on building with Him.